This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode 10. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Hello, coaches. Welcome to this week's episode. I've been enjoying welcoming all the beautiful new Coach Co members into my Life Coach Marketing Accelerator. We've been getting them set up, clarifying their niches and getting them clear on the solution they offer with their life coaching, which is so cool. But one of the things I notice that comes up when we do this work of understanding how we create transformation with our coaching is the dreaded curse of knowledge. What is the curse of knowledge, you may ask? Well, the curse of knowledge is a phenomenon that shows up when we go to market our expertise and share our knowledge in the hope of transforming others. And it causes a disconnect between us and our coaching prospects or clients and will ultimately block the results and outcomes they can achieve in working with you. Why is this, you may ask? Well, because the curse of knowledge means that we go so far into our expertise and our knowledge that we forget to structure it in a way that is accessible, understandable, clear, and compelling. And instead, we bombard people by being too complex, sophisticated, and cramming just way too much in. So much so that they just switch off, they get overwhelmed and fail to take any action or be inspired to move forward. Now, most of us, when confused or presented with too much information or given a bunch of detail that just doesn't feel relevant, switch off. And this can be the kiss of death when it comes to marketing online because you have such a small window to make an impact. And in creating social media programs and learning for our audience, We want to guide them towards transformation rather than share from a place that is not yet fully embraced or understood by them. Look, don't worry. I still grapple with this constantly in trying to help my clients master their marketing as a life coach. I have so many complex concepts, jargon, and crazy funnel talk that I can literally see my clients' head spin sometimes. And that's before I've even got started on Facebook ads. But in order to move more powerfully into sharing concepts and coaching and invite our prospects to work with us, we need to meet them where they are and stay in their brains, not in ours. And by that, I mean, we start by understanding their thoughts, dreams, and motivations and exactly what is bothering them about their specific problem. And when we articulate the problem that our audience are experiencing better than they can, then we attract the kind of clients that we want and we get them amazing results. And we get ourselves great results in the process too. They actually want to come on the journey with us. But knowing what to say and how to say it, whether it be in social media, an email newsletter or a webinar, can keep us in a place of overwhelm, indecision and self-doubt. We know we have great things to share, but knowing if these are actually going to connect or make a difference can leave us thinking more about what to say rather than going with the best and most simple option. So we slip into doubting we actually have anything worth saying at all, or we think we need to take it to a new level of sophistication so there can be absolutely no doubt that you know what you're talking about. It's like you think that in order for them to believe you know what you're talking about, you have to stuff everything you know, including even the most advanced concepts, into everything you share. But as a life coach, sometimes we have too much information or our learning is well beyond that of where our market is. 
And of course, our understanding is much deeper than that of our clients. They're still in the depths of struggling with the problem and they haven't yet got the solution. But if we go too far, we lose the ability to easily connect with that audience where they are and they fail to come on the journey with us and do not become a client. So we overwhelm, we confuse, and they disengage. So let's think about it for a moment. Like this would be me. Maybe I go into a car dealership to go and get a new car and say I started talking to the car dealer, heaven forbid, right? Which would be enough to give me the heebie-jeebies because they're always pretty dreadful. But say he, and I'm just going to say he because who knows, could be he or she. And if you're a car dealer or have a car dealer in your family, I apologize, but just an illustration, right? But say he started telling me about the torque in the engine and how many revs it did on the highway versus the roads and then told me about the fuel injectors and the chrome-plated tips that are on the spark plugs. And while he's doing that, I'm going to start thinking about what colour I want to pick, whether I want a sunroof and whether that black leather interior will get too hot in summer. With every fact he's sharing, I'm getting more and more turned off. He's not meeting me where I am at all. He's not dropping into my problems or my desires. He's trying to impress me with a level of complex knowledge. And he's trying to use that to get an outcome of me buying the car. But unfortunately, it's going to do the opposite. We want to make sure that we absolutely avoid this in our marketing and our coaching. We want to make sure that we stay in a place of connection and engagement and inspiration rather than overwhelm disconnection and discouragement that comes up when we fall victim to the curse of knowledge. We never want to make people feel like a concept, knowledge, or transformation is out of their reach or that it's not for them by being way too sophisticated or advanced. We need to share in a way that serves rather than in a way that repels. And if you're thinking about putting all your knowledge in a course or membership, the same warning applies. You can still give them live coaching and real-time coaching, but they will also have a curriculum and a framework that they can move through. Ideally, this will be of the repeatable steps in your process that you take people through to get them from A to B and close that gap of where they are to where they want to be. But what can happen when you drop into the curse of knowledge is that you will add everything you know about your topic or your area of knowledge. And then you set your clients up to fail and you also set yourself up to fail because you create a transformation that's just too difficult to achieve. And that means you won't have a steady stream of happy clients and testimonials and instead you'll have a line of non-finishers which makes you doubt your own expertise and talent. The curse of knowledge can also rear its ugly head when you think about choosing a niche. Now, when I get my clients to think about their message to market and who they're going to serve, how they're going to serve them and what they're going to offer, immediately they go into this self-doubt spiral thinking that others know more than they do and who are they to share this? Who's going to pay them and are they really all that in terms of this topic? They immediately fail to recognize all they do know and focus instead on what they don't and who knows more than them. And that's just what comes up and faced with putting ourselves out there and putting our flag on the hill, right? Then they think they can overcome this by proving just how much they do know. So they compensate by covering everything they know and start sharing really sophisticated concepts too. But all that ends up happening is a course, a program, a webinar, a social media post, or any of it actually ends up benefiting nobody because people switch off, they don't engage. So instead of this, we want to make sure that you're showing up with what your prospects and clients need to feel seen, heard, and understood so that they're open to the next steps and the possibility that you're introducing. 
We want to meet our client exactly where they are. And how we do that is we get very clear on where they are first and foremost in the problem that they are experiencing. What level of problem are they in? How is it showing up for them every day? And what would they want to do instead? Because that is the first step to connection, to engagement, to getting attention, especially online. We have such a short period of time to get people's attention, to connect, get them to take that next step, which is to raise their hand and say, hey, I want to hear more from you. And usually that's in the form of an email. Then maybe they come and listen to a Facebook Live or a workshop or a webinar, and then maybe they see your offer and they take action and they choose to work with you. I want you to really understand how the problem is showing up for them, in what ways and what the symptoms of that problem are. So for example, a relationship expert who may want to help women repair their existing marriages, well, In fact, her ideal client could be a woman who is struggling in her marriage and she's wondering whether she should stay or should she go. She feels like she's in turmoil and doesn't know what step to take because her marriage is too good to leave and it's just too bad to stay. She may be thinking, hey, it's not that bad. He's not abusing me, right? But then on the other hand, he doesn't inspire her either and she doesn't want to sleep with him. She doesn't desire him and she's just started resenting him. They argue a lot and it just feels really demotivating and uninspiring to her. And perhaps she met a guy the other day, got all excited because he was so attractive, every part of her body was tingling after talking to him, and she just doesn't feel that way with her husband. This makes her doubt her marriage even more. Can you see how specific I'm getting here? I'm articulating the thoughts that are going through that potential client's mind in regard to her specific problem. So instead of meeting her with all your tips on what it's going to take to have a great marriage and how to fall in love with your husband again, you need to start meeting her at the question of should she stay or should she go? And you could do this by starting some social media posts that perhaps lead to a free guide or an opt-in, maybe a podcast episode or a webinar with titles like five ways to know it's time to leave. The surefire signs you're ready to move on from your marriage. That is bound to get instant connection and attention because it's like you're jumping into her head with where she is now. And then once she raises her hand to connect on that, you can move her forward to show her more of what you have piece by piece. We want to start with the minimum effective dose that gets the realization or the result. And that means sharing way less than what you think you need to share and giving them more of what they need. More isn't always better. It certainly isn't at the buffet table. And it's not when it comes to marketing your message. So don't let the curse of knowledge take you away from where your client is and where they need to go. When people have their aha moment, that comes from connection and meeting people where they are, not from going to a BMW dealership and getting bombarded with mechanical knowledge when you're looking to buy a car that's based on what it looks like. But don't create a chasm that's just too wide for your beautiful audience to cross, okay? Don't create that chasm because you want to share all your knowledge that you want to make up for your own insecurities and fear that people won't buy from you. Immediately, your potential clients will be turned off and they just won't take action. They'll disengage, they'll disconnect, they won't be inspired and you will not grow a following and you will not get lots and lots of clients. And that's what I want from you. And then you're going to think it's all about you instead of it's the way that you're communicating. It's the way you're showing up and sharing your knowledge. Your insecurity and your fear of being inadequate actually makes you inadequate because you're not creating effective communication and you're getting in the way of the amazing results you could create. 
You're not creating marketing that will convert. You're not attracting clients. Instead, you've got to pull right back and start with meeting them where they are. No need to impress them. You're enough, but start showing up to serve. Takes a whole lot less effort than creating way too much information, going way too complex and bombarding them. And it also yields better results too. So give that a go and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson. For more resources to help you get fully booked and create better results for your clients, head to victoriagibson.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. 